the walk away movement and what that is to me for that and more stick around You're listening to the Paul Prosize Podcast. And now Paul Prosize. Hey guys, welcome in. I just want to first, right up front, say thank you so much for listening. You can find me anywhere on paulprosize.com. Um, if you just Google anything, you can find me on Twitter, Parler, um, all those, Gab and Locals. Um Find, find me there, follow, and um, just help me get this word out. We are doing some amazing things. Um, we have re- even reached a regular listener out in um, Australia. I can see that just because of the data that comes through. So I don't even know who these people are. But I just want to thank you for listening in. And um, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on, especially down in, like, Australia. There, there is some crazy, um, really draconian laws um, happening in the name of COVID, in the name of safety. I mean, checkpoints and massive $10,000 fines, especially in Australia. It's nuts. I mean, we thought that we were crazy here in the States. Just take a look around the world and how it's being used um, in a draconian way, in a uh, just Kafka-esque, I mean, just very, um, just a crazy different way. Um, But I see you, um, I appreciate you, and I thank you so much for joining in. And uh, would you guys go to my Facebook page um, and uh, join in on the conversation that's going on and just be a part of this? I, I just thank you guys um, for being so supportive. I mean, um, starting anything in the time of COVID um, is pretty difficult. I've got um, three kids that are here. Just being a regular content creator in this in this format um, is proving to be fairly difficult. In fact, if you hear a three-year-old, um, it's because she refuses to be upstairs um, today. It's okay. She's just sitting watching the Kindle, and we may hear um, her on occasion today. So um, I want to talk about walk away. This is a fantastic movement that you're seeing a lot of um, Democrats move, or former Democrats or liberals saying, you know what, this um, Democrat platform is no longer me. I don't, this is not who I am, and I'm going to walk away. So he's, we've seen rallies, um, and you have um, people like Carlin uh, Barcinko, and just a whole lot of people um, doing this, Adam Krigler, and, and uh, you, see, you see these people, there is this movement, and it rings similar to what I experienced. Um, so I, I was always a... a lifelong Republican for a long time. And I've said that several times. And then came um, Obama in 2008 and obviously prior to that. And um, I had really ramped up my political activism and was doing the blog stuff, like I've said many times. Um, So I did that. But um, once I got involved and started doing the things that um, we were told to do, that we, in order to make the change, get involved, Um, And I did that. But here is um, what a lot of the people on the left are experiencing. I experienced, frankly, from the right, and I had my own walkaway movement. And I think that we need to um, acknowledge um, both sides of this idea. And I'll explain that, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about why I walked away in the time of Trump. 
because we're seeing a, a lot right now, this walkaway movement that's happening. And it's awesome. Um, saying, you know what, we see what Trump's doing. We see his actions and we're, we're moving away from the extreme woke and the leftist um, that has taken over the party. And for many of the, almost the same reasons, I left the Republican Party going into the um, election year of um, Trump. I did not believe in Trump. In fact, I a lot of the policies that he was saying, um, I just didn't like. I, I hate his demeanor. Um, I don't like how he goes about doing things. I think that's on purpose sometimes. Partly, I think he just, that's just who he is. So you get what you get with him. And I'm, I'm fine with that um, to an extent. Um, I do think that the uh, the presidency needs to have more decorum and more statesmanship. And I think we're lacking in some of that. Um, but more really where we see a lack of that is really when he's in confrontation with the media and that kind of stuff. What we don't, we, we don't see a lot of, a bad decorum when he's actually with another statesman. Um, and that's just been my analysis um, through the last four years. But what we are, what I was seeing in the Republican Party specifically uh, that led to my walkaway movement was this move to progressivism and just placating um, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing. That woke culture was re- is really integrated into the RNC um, and really was that you, you see the ba- the people that run the party um, is very and now we've seen a little bit of a shift since Trump's come in, um, but they were um, becoming more and more pro-choice. They were becoming um, there were a lot of them like the Bushes and um, all these people that have been around for a long time it w- is a very progressive movement. And I had no faith um, in anything at that time. Um, as far as the party is concerned, concerned, my own experiences in working in either the party or within systems around the party, um, I saw, especially here in Colorado, um, there there's this uh, movement <laughs> that happened, and it was the Tea Party movement. We were um, fired up. There was so many of us ready to go, and then what we met um, head on was the system that was already there. Now, I understand if you've been there, if you've been in a system for your whole life or 20, 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden this new movement comes in and saying, hey, we're going to make a difference, we're going we're gonna to change the way, I understand the resistance because isn't that how we act? That's human nature to resist change. And so I, I understand that. Uh, but when we would have conversations with these people, especially here in the uh, the counties that I was really working, I really worked with like kind of two or three counties. I was kind of in my area that I worked most with. Um, there was this, not only just a resistance, but then I started looking at the policies they were pushing. They were pushing for actually more taxes. They were pushing for acceptable, how do we change the language to be whatever? Or unwilling to put in position in the in the party um people that are that had new ideas or that wanted to make change and saying you know what your old way is not working in fact your old way led to colorado becoming blue instead of a swing state colorado is a very liberal um, place now um lot of reasons for that there's some gerrymandering that's going on we're gonna in fact we're gonna talk about a book it's called the blueprint 
Um, it was written by a man named um, Adam Schrager. He used to be a uh, um, reporter here in the Denver area. And we're going to talk about this topic and how Colorado changed. There's a lot of gerrymandering that happened and the power that we that the um, our, our voice has in Colorado has been annihilated. We have a few um, people representing. Now, the state is pretty 30-30-30. In fact, there's a little bit more um, unaffiliated voters than there are for the two parties, um, just as far as the registration is concerned. Um, there's some reasons for that. One is there's almost no need for party system because you can vote um, in whatever primary you want. So what difference does it make if you belong to a particular party? I mean, that, that's kind of the, the attitude. And frankly, the parties on both sides in this state suck. But the, the problem is the left had these a couple billionaires that spent insane amount of money, including the current governor, Jared Polis, who is insanely rich, and he put a lot of money into this. Hey, hon. Remember, daddy's talking. See, I told you we would hear. Um, so we, um, we need to um, have an honest conversation about that, and we're going we're gonna to spend a whole episode talking about how um, Colorado went, and really the warning, it's really going to be a warning to you if you're not involved, what the things that you need to look for and how things change. So we're going to talk about that. But so this was my experience as I'm running against, um, running up against these guys that have, have been in the party system that have all these political friends that have the don- donors. So when you're coming in with a new movement, you don't really have those relationships. You don't know who to really talk to. And I talk a little bit about that. My, my, Hey, how did I start talking to people? But those guys were, not fringe, but they were more on the outside. They're more liberty-minded people that I started hanging around. And but the other people that were embedded and entrenched in a part of the party were party, party, rah, rah, rah. And frankly, when you start looking, like I said, when you start looking at their policies, they were very progressive, very big government, big spending. A lot of a lot of the Tea Party was like, hey, maybe we don't spend so much on on the on the Department of Defense. Maybe we don't spend the, on the, the insane amount of money on the Department of Education, whereas a lot of the party guys were saying, hey, let's, keep feeding the, let's just keep feeding the monster. Let's, let's keep the way that we are doing things. Let's, let's, let's just keep going with the flow. And we're saying, no, this isn't working. You are giving over authority to the other party, the, the far left um, that's taking over the Democrats. You're giving, you're just bowing down to them and allowing, hey, All right, so you guys just experienced a jump cut. <laughs> That's because my three-year-old was being crazy and loud. All right, so um, here's here's the deal. My problem with the Republican Party really has been it's a populist movement. And really, if you look through the history, if you look at like George Bush Sr. and then into George Bush, and you just see this huge government push more control, very progressive ideals. The That is the party that I don't like and I did not want to be a part of. So I looked at all things. And frankly, when I started looking at the opportunist that Donald Trump is, I, I did not like what I was seeing. In fact, I was scared of his policies. And I went and I, I voted independent. I voted for Evan. Uh, you know, the funny thing is I don't even remember those last guys' last name. Um, 
and there was my, some of my friends, we all left the party at the time and we just said, we're not, we're not going to be affiliated with this anymore. So we had our own walk away movement and my, my warning to the left, um, is when you come over and if you are affiliating with the Republican party or whatever, don't expect to make change within the system. Now, is that a nice hope? Sure. That's a, that's a good hope to have, but I would say that you need to have your hope and change moments. If I can borrow that hope and change, um, if I can borrow that, um, in the walk away movement, it needs to be in virtue. It needs to be in all the good things that we see in our country, faith, hope, freedom, love, all those things. Um, those are good virtues to stand on, but don't expect that from the Republican party. Now, is the Republican Party in more in line with where I see America needs to be? Yeah, kinda. The problem still is they're past, passing $25 billion things or $3 trillion bills that help us through COVID and all those things. And I, it has helped a lot of people and it's helped a lot of businesses and all those things. I see the good that it did help. It helped. Uh, maybe not shut everything down, but in principle, a lot of those things, I'm like, wait a second, we just spent how many trillions of dollars and then how much of that was unfunded mandates that just we're going to be continuously funding in perpetuity. Like how many of those things that we don't even know that was in that bill because they got jammed through so quickly. Those are the kind of things that very, that scare me very much. And I don't like that about the Republican Party, that they just placated to the say, instead of saying, there needs to be accountability with this. Where's all this money going? Because it's very, being rushed through very quickly. And we're seeing that. So it's, it is scary for me when I start seeing movements like Walk Away that they'll be co-opted by a party that does not really care about them, but they want the movement. Now, what we're also seeing is that walkway um, <laughs> is um, not being um, completely op uh, welcomed with open arms. There is a reason for that. One, because a lot of the left that are leaving the Democrat Party still have very liberal ideology. And so there is that kind of this like, ho, 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 wait up. Are you are you going to be pushing for liberal ideals within the Republican Party? And that my, my personal opinion is they already exist in the Republican party. Not that I'm like this crazy conservative guy, but I do like my viewpoint is first founded by scripture, the Holy Bible, what I believe Jesus is the King. I've talked about that many times. So when we are seeing movements, we need to welcome them and have uh, conversations and say, Hey, these are the, the, the hundred things that I agree with you on. There might be one or two things that let's go ahead and agree to disagree, but we can be civil about it. And that's what I love about the walk away movement because it allows me to have a conversation with, with the people um, that I may not have had a conversation with because I wouldn't have been open to it maybe, or they wouldn't have been open to have a conversation with me. And we see that like the Prager you, um, thing that uh, Carolyn did or Carlin did. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of really good things in there. It came to realize that the Republican party, the ma majority of the people that are there, and I'm talking about just the guy across the street that has been a lifelong Republican, not racist, not all those, you know, they had this aha moment like, Oh, 
they're not bad people. I'm not, I should stop listening to the media. And so I just want you guys to have a realistic expectation going in of the walk away saying, Hey, Republican party, look at us, look at us. So part of when that happens, when these kind of movements happen, they're, they're good things because it, it starts to hold accountable the people, the, the people of the Democrat party and people of the Republican party. The problem with that is there's always going to be an Overton window shift when that happens. And so when we look around and we see that Overton window shift from more of a conservative mindset and then they move over to accept the ideology of the left that's moving in, then there's, a, there's an uncomfortable and almost an abandonment of the people that were fairly staunch and saying, hey, maybe we do need to stand up for life issues. Maybe we do need to stand up for... Yeah, we're, we're for women's rights, but we're not for me paying for those women's rights out of my own pocket for somebody else, those kind of things. And that's a very liberal idea. And so there's just a caution that tends to come in with these things. So my own walk away movement was because I did not trust the Republican Party any longer. And I really did not trust Trump coming in. And I had a big problem with, with just a lot of things around that. Now, here's the deal. Um, I still am not, I've still not decided who I'm going to vote for. I know who I'm not going to vote for. <laughs> um, and maybe we can have an episode on, on that topic. Um, but I, I've still not decided um, where I'm going to place my, because I, and see, I'm looking at what I watched the RNC. I was not going to watch the RNC. I watched some of the DNC um, and I was not going to watch the RNC. Um, but here's, here's some of the things that came out from it for me is that there was a large voice of saying who they're for and what they're for, despite what the media is spinning around. The reality is they said that they were for the voters. They were for getting, um, the country moving again. They were for good solutions for COVID. They were for these things. In contrast, the DNC was all about what you don't like. In fact, my last episode, I talked about that being more about for people need to know what you're for rather than what you're against. We all know that we're against, you know, big Orwellian, draconian, <laughs> um, fascistic things that are coming from the far left. We we get that we're against that. We're we you know, but what we are, what are we for? Are we actually for freedom? Are we for Less taxes, are we for those things? And frankly, if I'm being really honest, those things came from the RNC and they became more about what they're for rather than what they're against. So they did talk about the things that they were against. They're against the the, the Antifa movement that's going on. They're against the riots. They're against the draconian mandates surrounding the COVID mask stuff that's going on. I mean, for Pete's sake, even in... Um, up in the Northeast, you're seeing um, governors wonder aloud if you should put a, a, a cone thing on waiters and waitresses. What, what, what the hell is that? I mean, seriously, come on, guys. That is ridiculous. We can't allow those things to keep going on. It's demeaning, it's demoralizing, it's dehumanizing. We've got to stand up and say no more of that. That is ridiculous. But the problem is that um, that's not 
who my audience is. That's not who you guys are. I can get you riled up and talk about that in nauseam. But what you guys need to be aware of is that we are experiencing a movement from um, people that don't have a home anymore. And we need to welcome these people with open arms. But we also need to say, hey, we're going to agree on these things and disagree on these things. And let's move forward together on these 100 issues that we agree on. There just happens to be a few things that we're not going to ever, like, I'm never going to agree with you that we should have pro-choice ever. In fact, we are planning an episode that is going to talk all about that. I'm going to have experts on the subject. I'm going to have experts talking about the abortion after pill. I'm going to have, I mean, the abortion pill, and I'm going to have the after abortion pill, the reversal pill. I'm going to have an expert in and talking about that. We're going to have really good conversations, and I encourage you to stay tuned for that. It's going to be an awesome episode. It's taking a lot of planning. I'm making sure that we are crossing all of our T's, that everything is scientific based and that we are doing the right thing and presenting this information to you. So I am, I wanted to do it a few weeks ago, but I decided, you know what? I really want to make sure that this is really good information, that we have the right studies and that we move this in a really good positive way. So please make sure that you are um, staying tuned for that. So we can, we can have our own walkway movements. In fact, I would encourage you not to put ever your faith in a party. But what we are seeing is that one side is saying, these are what I'm for, and the things that I'm against are bad, very bad, <laughs> and um, the things that I'm for are good foundational principles. We're not going to tear down the statues. We're not going to uh, erase history through the 1619 Project. We're not going to allow this kind of nonsense to happen. So you're seeing that say, hey, I'm for good teaching and I'm against bad teaching. The other side is, Orange man bad. That's all you almost. That's almost all you heard through the whole DNC. It was stupid. It was just bad, bad presentation. And frankly, the other other side. And I and I've talked about this. I do filmmaking. I do. I pay attention to those things. I love the way things are presented. Frankly, the RNC did a much better job at that too. So. We, we've got more things coming, and I encourage you to be a part of it. Guys, find me on um, on my website, paulprocise.com. I'd love for you to be involved. And here's the thing. We're not going to get it right every single time. I'm not going to get everything right. But we're going to continue to move forward. That's the thing. I can walk away from a movement and say, or a party and say, this is not who I represent who I'm represented by, but we continue to move forward and continue to try to do better. That's what I'm encouraging you to be. Find me on Paul Procise. Guys, my name is Paul Procise. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Find me on everywhere. Find me on YouTube, especially on YouTube. You guys have a great day. Bye.